Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the Business Scientist here. Hope you're having a great week. So today is interview day. I'm interviewing Yatart Thakur, who I mentioned earlier this week, and we're talking about search engine optimization strategy or SEO strategy. So how do you make sure that the right content is easy to find for your customers? What do you need to do to make sure that's happening for you? And how does that relate to growing your business? Uh, Yatart and I talk about some of the big mistakes businesses are making when it comes to the SEO strategy and how you can overcome that as well. If you want to find out more about Yatart, he works at Yatart Digital. I'll put a link to his website in the description and also you can head over to his LinkedIn profile if you want to find out more about him and his work. Before we get on to the main part of the show today, just a reminder that your support really helps to keep the show going. So anything you can do to either share this with a friend, I mean, even just one friend, one person who you think would really benefit from this particular episode. If you send them a message and go, hey, I think you would really like this show, that really helps to support the show massively. So really appreciate you taking the time to think about that and who might benefit from this podcast episode. If you haven't got a chance yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to do that as well. A few people have been doing that and it really helps to get the show charting so that more people can access it. I think a lot of people out there are actually paying to get content like this and I believe it should be made available to everyone. I'm really, really passionate about that. So anything you can do to help me help other people grow their brand so we can all be more successful would be great. And if you want to go the extra mile to support all the work I'm doing to give you 12 shows a month, head over to my Ko-fi page. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. You can buy me a cup of coffee as a one-off thing, or you can do it as a once a month thing. I think a coffee for 12 shows, that's a pretty good trade-off. So really appreciate if you can afford it, if you can head over to my Kofi page and buy me a cup of coffee. If you can't afford it, that's totally cool. Understand those other ways that I just mentioned really help to support the show as well. And you can jump on Twitter and tweet with me. So at Lauren Cress 89 with the hashtag grow your brand. All right, guys, there might be a little break here and then we'll get on to the main part of the show today. Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. 
going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. I have my fingers and toes crossed that this live stream is gonna work uh, with Yatad Thakur and we're talking about SEO strategy and some of the big mistakes that consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs are making when it comes to SEO, when it comes to their content marketing. Yatad, hello. Hello Lauren, how are you? I'm pretty good. I mean, like I'm still <laughs> praying to the internet gods in the back of my head. Like, Yeah, yeah, same here, same here, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that, to, to start with, tell us a little bit about you, what you do in your work as an SEO consultant. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, Lauren, I'm a SEO search and optimization consultant based in Sydney. And I run my own freelance uh, search and optimization marketing agency wherein I help small businesses and startup startups optimize their website and paid marketing campaigns to increase conversions. Uh, so I have been freelancing for, uh, I would say, a almost five years now. So I completed my studies, two degrees in and out of the corporate world was freelancing has actually stayed with me and I've worked with various industries. So it's not particularly niche because every like everyone is on digital at the moment. Everyone is on, on, on Google. So I uh, work across various industries from manufacturing, retail, e-commerce, uh, consultancies uh, in improving their website campaigns. Love it. Now, I, I really want to pick your brain in this interview because SEO is an area that I'm slowly trying to learn about, more about and I'm appreciating a lot more about in terms of how much it can affect our brand growth, right? So can you start off by just explaining how important it is for us to have an SEO strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it uh, it always starts off with that, as we say, the world is on digital. Everyone is if you have a query, you go to Google to, to type, okay, I want this product or I want this information or I want this or I want that. Everything is on Google. So uh, there is a big opportunity, which I think the business don't realize. Yes, social is a big part of, uh, say, your digital strategy. But I think uh, Google is one area which uh, is, I, as you said, people are still trying to figure out how to, especially the small businesses, they're still trying to figure out, is it valuable for us? Is it valuable say, hiring an SEO agency or an SEO consultant to actually uh, see the results. And uh, so there's a definitely big uh, big market there. There's a lot of competition, but there's a big, big market there because the world is on digital. And it's about, uh, it's about following, the, following the right steps uh, in terms of strategy. Uh, it, it won't happen overnight. So it's, it's at, for example, say content marketing, it takes, uh, it takes time to actually see the results. Similarly for SEO as well, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not that you hire uh, an SEO consultant for, fifth, for fifth, say a couple of weeks. He does on-page optimization or stuff like that and you see the results immediately. I mean, if you do, that's great. Uh, but it, it isn't ideally the scenario that you would actually see the results. So it's a process uh, which involves strategy, which involves steps. And there's definitely worth in, in once you see the results, then you say uh, have 
the the right strategy behind and and in the good books of say Google, and that's when you actually start seeing the result the results uh, of say a, a a compilation of a strategy. Well, with so many things in brand building and brand growth, it is a long game that we're playing, right? Can you talk us through a little bit about why it does take some time to start seeing those results? Yes, so, uh, starting off with the uh, with the uh, with the say the search engine itself. So, because there are so many pages, say for example, if you want to buy shoes, you'll go on Google uh, and type in say sneakers or shoes for running or something like that. There are so many brands who have been doing this activity, who have been doing the online marketing for say years, uh, and they are uh, they are saying the good books of Google. Okay, these are the these are the trustable brands. These are the brands in which because ultimately Google wants the best thing for users, uh, so it would actually send uh, those uh, uh, those users to uh, Google itself. Uh, so it takes time to build credibility. I mean, uh, it you need to publish content. You need to uh, you need to show that you're actually uh taking the user metric signals you're actually writing for the user you're actually uh, producing products for the for, for for the user itself and this process takes time uh, s- s- simply from a technical point of view not from a user point of view from a technical point of view say if you uh blog say once a week or something like that or uh, or twice a week or something like that uh it would actually take time for uh for google to index and understand your website uh and see okay this is the product relevant to this market and that's when you actually start seeing results same with the same with the uh, with the paid marketing campaign itself as well so it's 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 about it's about trial and succeed and trial and fail and trial and succeed this is working this is not working this is working this is not working and it's, it also takes time to actually understand your audience as well what they are searching for so it's not just that you're just writing content because you like like writing content i mean it's it's good that if you if you, you should be passionate about what you write for but it's also about writing for your user it's a user and you just uh, you just uh, uh there's there's a sweet spot of what you want to write and what you want to read so all this process i think it takes it takes much more time uh to actually see the results of uh, of uh, of your all your efforts can you talk us through and i'm happy to share examples myself as well but some examples of where you've seen you know either your clients or case studies that you've looked at where it's like you do this work and then it's like Okay, same, same, same. And then, oh, okay, now we can start to see where we're getting that. Can you sort of illustrate that with an example? Yeah, sure. So uh, recently I'm, I'm actually working with uh, with uh, an e-commerce company. Uh, so initially uh, I would say have, it's like it's been three months, three to four months that I've uh, been involved with this company. Uh, and initially uh, they, uh, they had a consistent traffic. So it wasn't. I mean, their pages were like partially optimized, partially not optimized. Their AdWords uh, was uh, was performing well, but not to not to the expectation that uh, it it would should because it's a very niche market and it's a very untapped market. So there was definitely opportunity there. And uh, uh, after say optimizing and doing the proper keyword research, understanding the target audience and understanding uh, understanding all the aspects of uh, say uh, of 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 optimization, uh, website optimization developed a strategy and we followed that strategy and uh because it was a niche market we actually started seeing results just a month into uh, into into the paid marketing campaigns and into the uh, into the website uh, organic traffic it was immediately immediate spike and uh, uh, then we and then there are other factors as well because of covid there was there was a, a, a down because spending uh, spending was much less yes there was much spending on 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 the digital 
they still fun, but still we saw a spike and then there was up. So uh, instead of being more consistent, it was definitely uh, on the upper level. So it would go down, it would go up, but it was mostly uh, on the on the on the upper side of the graph. And it took around, I would say, it took around one to two months to actually see the results. And I, I remember trying different different campaigns and stuff, stuff, the stuff, the paid marketing and like hit and try. Look at doing this, doing that. This is working. This is not working. Maybe this is the keyword that are, that the audience is uh, is uh, is typing for. These are the keywords which would have high business value. So uh, it definitely took some time there. Now, that actually brings me to my next question around, you know, you mentioned organic and and paid traffic, right? So for someone who's completely new to like using Google as a way to potentially drive traffic to their website, can you talk through, you know, what the difference is and sort of the pros and cons of going down the organic path versus going down the paid path? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, paid is more you can see the results right away. Again, if you have the right strategy, if if, if you if you figured it out, it's it's a trial and run. But organic is a more long term game, and organic is uh, say for example you uh, need much. Uh, I would I won't say less. I would you need much more consistent efforts in terms of the organic in organic. So you need to consistently optimize optimize your pages. So you need to consistently uh, say uh, do keyword research and. Paid is more of you see the results. For example, if someone is typing, again, coming back to the shoe example. So uh, if I type in sneakers, sneakers for boys or something like that, uh, there are definitely paid results. And uh, and then there are organic results. Organic results, you would say, say three to four organic results on the first page. And the rest, uh, five to six, are the paid results. So it's definitely easier if you have a niche market to get into the paid results rather than getting into organic results. But having said that, there uh, there is opportunity uh, in in terms of in terms of uh, both uh, both the markets. So as a, as a small business owner, you need to figure out what the right strategy and the what right what what's the right budget for you. If it's a, if it's a niche market and if it's a, if it's untapped market, definitely organic is is would re- lead to more results. And it, because uh, major major companies are not actually targeting it, so if you target a keyword, if you target say a keyword phrase, you have a better chance of ranking it. But if you if you if you realize that it's not a very niche market and it's it's a, rather than niche it's a, it's a very tab market there are a lot of competitors definitely going for going for a paid marketing campaign would actually lead you to more results and in in such cases you may might even try social if it's uh, if the, if you see uh, if you witness that the that the Google market is is being really really exploited a lot by some big players you can't compete it. There are, there are always other rules. There are social rules. So it's not that Google is always the answer. Google, yes, there is opportunity there, but it, it's also about strategy, strategically thinking about it and thinking about your budget as well. All right. So let me ask you about mistakes because I think like this is like, and I, let's go specifically for organic because I feel like trying to do organic and paid all in one go, but it's good to get that sort of <laughs> basic understanding of, yeah. of the difference, right? So let's say we're talking about, and I think this is particularly applicable for people who are maybe looking for to build their brand, but they don't need sales overnight, right? So like you said, this is long-term. It's, it's uh, from my personal experience, I think this is kind of great for people who are looking to, you know, I guess, build their brand over time. So they might be a consultant, they might be a startup that isn't launching yet. They might just be sort of their pre-launch thought leadership phase, Um, small businesses that maybe they're not e-commerce, but they're just like, we always want to be thinking of new ways to drive traffic, right? So what's some things that you're seeing when it comes to mistakes uh, businesses and brands are making 
like those yeah. big sort of mistakes. I put five here. I, I, I like the idea of having five that we can share <laughs> with people. Let's see how we go. Yeah. Um, so can you can you share the the five? <laughs> I just decided. Yeah, yeah. The five. <laughs> <laughs> the five, yeah. Here we are with the top five mistakes. <laughs> yeah. No, but definitely. Uh, uh, I think, uh, yeah, the first one is definitely uh, thinking it strate- strategically. So it's, uh, uh, again, uh, some of the mistakes that I see is uh, let's let's write a, write a blog article, like a small business, marketing, let's let's write this blog article. This is, this, is, this is pretty good. Again, how and why? And if we write it, say we spend eight hours of the marketing team's time writing that article, but that no one reads, what's the point? Just because we thought that we should write about it doesn't mean that uh, we must write about it. So it's, again, having a strategic mindset. Okay, why are we writing this blog article? What would it be? Uh, what would the returns be in the future? Would it leads to, lead to conversion? And as you said, small businesses, if, they are st- if they're starting up, would it get a traction? Would it get a brand outside in the market? And would it get, get us recognition? So it starts with, thinking it strategically, like with the other areas of marketing, like with the content marketing, with the social media marketing, and with other areas aspect, other areas of business aspect. So it's about thinking it, why you want to do this, and again, how you want to do this. Do you want to, uh, say, do it in-house, or do you want to consult uh, an outside agency for, uh, for doing it, or do you want to hire an SEO consultant? Also, it's it's about thinking it strategically. I think that's the first, uh, first uh, mindset uh, that needs to be done. The first mistake that I feel that most of the companies do that, you need to do this, but again, why you need to do this and what would be the returns of doing this? Uh, the, the second is, again, a, so the first part is why. The second part is how you need to do this. Uh, and again, you're, okay, maybe you, you understood that there is a defin- there is definitely a, a market in Google for our product. And if we write blog uh, or if we write, if make a video or if we do any, any uh, create any kind of content, it would get a traction. But again, it's about how you do it. Mm-hmm. You understand the value of why, but it's about how you're doing it. Uh, I think the first step there is uh, having uh, not enough knowledge of your target audience, of what they are looking for. And as, as I said, it's a sweet spot, with, sweet spot between what you want to write and what your audience wants, wants to read. So yes, you might be really passionate about a topic and you, and you, would, you would want to write uh, so many, so many details. You, you might want to, for example, I'm really passionate about SEO and I write an ad, and my target, target audience is small businesses. But if I write an article about technical SEO explaining Okay, this is, these are the H1 tags, or these are the meta tags, and this is the, this, this. <laughs> yes, I'm really passionate about it, and I know I'm going to write well, but no one is going to read. My, like, my target audience is not going to read it. So it's, a, it's about finding the, the sweet spot. And it's also about doing the keyword research. This is where the first step of, say, any SEO strategy, I feel, comes in. Uh, and by keyword research, I, I, I just don't, don't mean the keywords that are famous in your industry or are, are getting more traction. It's what are the keywords or what are the phrases or what are the things that your users or your, or your target audience is typing? Understanding that and figuring that out. Okay, where is that, that how thing and how we're going to approach this? Uh, and uh, finally, uh, uh, this, uh, the third thing that I feel that it's, it's, very, it's very challenging for, for SEO consultants as well and, uh, and uh, say for companies as well as backlinks. So it's a, it's a very... Uh, it's a very like every, like SEOs get terrified by backlinks and uh, businesses get terrified with backlinks. But uh, uh, in terms of uh, say, it's definitely important. It's definitely it's definitely one of the major ranking factors if you have good quality backlinks. 
Uh, and it's also about getting backlinks via whitehead SEO. So what white what I mean by whitehead SEO is that uh, some some like some companies try to get backlinks like paid backlinks, which uh, we call it a blackhead SEO. But the algorithm is really smart nowadays. It it would actually pick up if say you're getting a backlink from a non-relevant industry. Say if you if you are if you are uh, an e-commerce company selling uh, selling shoes. And if you get a get a get a backlink from a marketing agency, uh, I mean Google is going to pick that, and uh, it's it's about also getting relevant backlinks and uh, ways of doing that are guest posting, and that's what I think m- most of the businesses uh, tend to stay away from, like guest posting and appearing on say podcasts or appearing on uh, uh, on different uh, uh, different bloggers and uh, featuring on different different products, uh, featuring on me in on media websites as well. So it's uh, it's kind of links back to your PR strategy as well, okay, how you want to display your brand and how you want to display your uh, your your company in the in the in the so in in the media media space itself as well. And uh, the fourth one I feel is uh, the social media signals. So this is this is one of the things that uh, uh, I feel that uh, many companies uh, maybe think that okay, this is a website, this is social media. We need to write this this content for social media LinkedIn, and we need to write we need to do this this for our website or website blog page. But there's actually a very good correlation that both go in tandem, and uh, a good social signal uh, would actually signal to say uh, the search engine, okay, this is a very reputed company, and this is their website. So if people are people are searching for, they have a good reputation on social, then we might think of ranking their pages much better. So it's also about focusing on social. Uh, again, uh, it might be opposite as well. As I said, there might be a uh, there might be a very tight market in Google, but it might be opposite. There might, might be a very tight market in, on social as well. And you think that Google is uh, is is the way to go, but it's not. A, it's it's also about focusing on both both sides of the coin and uh, going in uh, going in going in tandem with both. Okay, improving social signals would actually improve your improve your website uh, improve your website rankings as well. And finally, I think. That, sorry, yeah. No, just before you go, I just yeah. Yeah. To, oh, that's very echoey. Um, I wanted to say something about that social point because this yeah. is something that I found myself as well, especially with Twitter. Twitter was really yeah. great for getting like my latest content like on the first page. If someone looked up my name or my podcast show or even yeah. something related to my podcast show, like brand strategies, a, a um, keyword I try to rank for. And I was yeah. like, oh, there's like, that's so, and it comes up with like a nice image and like the tweet and the media. And I was like, oh, the, I should be thinking about Twitter a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort of like yeah. the neglected thing. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'll let you, no, I just wanted to use that as an illustration. No, that's, right. that's actually a very good point because ultimately it comes, comes down to users. That's what Google is for. We want to make life easier, easier for our users. So if, uh, if there's a signal that users identify that brand, Say on a different platform on social as as something that they can they can trust on. It definitely works both ways. It definitely works in in the in the search ranking as well. So it's a there's definitely a correlation between between both. And I think the strategies say if you're making a social media and a website strategies, it should it should be under one I would say one content branding strategy. But again, uh, there should be a sync between both. It shouldn't be like your website marketing your website marketing team and your social media marketing team are doing complete doing two things completely different so they should work they should work together uh, both both the areas 
Uh, and finally, I feel that one area which uh, uh, companies uh, uh, don't, uh, small businesses don't really, uh, again, it's it's about having having time and shifting priorities, but it's a very important aspect as well is, is the on-page and technical SEO, uh, coming back to the site speed, especially the user experience of, of, of your website. Uh, and this is one area I've seen so many websites with the very, very, low user metric signal so user metric signals can, the, the the biggest user metric signal is site speed uh, and as and i've seen so many so many websites uh, with very low site speed and with say missing title tags or the missing on page seo stuff that's that was the basis of uh, of uh, of say uh, of seo so uh, the drawback for that is uh, again it won't do that much from say a reader point of view so once you have the reader on your website it's fine but it's from a search engine point of view. So, for example, if you don't have a title tag on on the top of your page, the search engine won't be able to. Or if you have a title tag that's not relevant, the search engine won't be able to uh, identify what the page is about. Or if you don't have, say, a good site speed, and it would be a bad user signal, the search engine would say that okay, this site is taking a lot of time to load. Maybe it's not that good. So it's also about reading your reading your website from a from a search engine point of view. Rather, yes, user is definitely important, but it's also about a trick from a search engine point of view. And that's where okay, uh, people uh, most audiences are like, let's let's just hire hire someone and optimize our website. But is it isn't that every time you publish a blog, you need to optimize that page. Right? You need to consistently optimize the site speed. Every time you upload an image, you need to optimize the image. So these are small technical details that I feel that small businesses uh, uh, tend to miss, uh, miss a lot of times. Yeah, actually on that last point around, because uh, I was thinking about like meta tags, schemas, and then also, and um, I know this is the technical stuff that probably people aren't as interested in, <laughs> but even yeah. things like when you said an image, like, um, so I've been focusing a lot on YouTube. Um, SEO at the moment, which I know is a little bit different to Google SEO, but still like even with things like my understanding is like, say the YouTube thumbnail, it should have the name or the keywords related to the title of the video, right? Like, is that, how much does that kind of stuff matter? Yes, absolutely. So it's skimming the, like users uh, skim your top title, your title page or your title, general title. It's the same for the search engines. They skim your title. And they see the keywords, and they see what they are ranking for. It's 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 about relevancy as well. So say if you're if you're making a if say, say this uh, let's take this video example five SEO mistakes. You we name the title five five SEO mistakes, but we start talking about say something else. So it won't be as relevant. Again, it comes comes back to yes, including the uh, including the right keyword, planning the right keyword, and including in in the title tag, but also making sure that it's relevant to the content on the page itself as well. Uh, it, uh, there's a very interesting article I I, re- I read on one of the uh, one of the one of the website known as Astref. So they actually uh, experimented with not 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 including uh, the keyword in the title tag, but making the title tag relevant, and that actually uh, that actually worked well for them. So yeah, right. they actually they said that it's it's about it's about writing uh, making things relevant to the user and to the search engine itself. Yes, keywords are important. I won't say they are. They are like the basis of everything, but they are not everything. Ultimately, you have to write for the user. You have to write. You have to keep it, keep the things relevant, and it comes back to keeping it simple and keep just just writing it for the user itself. 
Yeah, I, 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 I've seen that happen a few times. Actually, on the social side as well, like someone a few weeks ago was like, um, we were talking, we were having a discussion online. I think Floris Block started the discussion and there were a few comments and it was about sort of like uh, the importance of using hashtags, right? Or maybe someone else. Anyway, someone started the post. Sorry if I've got the who, who started the post. But anyway, we're in this discussion on LinkedIn and I was like, Someone had said something about, oh, just use hashtags that have a high following just to get your, even if it's not relevant and you can get your content in front of the right people. And I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> that's kind of the same thing, right? That's, that's what a lot of people are doing is it's like, yeah, okay, well, I know this has a big following. This has a lot of people using this word. But if you serve something completely different, I mean, that can hurt your ranking, right? Because search algorithms, be it social or Google or any other search engine, they are becoming smarter. They, yes, it might have been easier 10 years ago. They just stuff in your keywords and you would rank for, rank for it, but it doesn't work, it doesn't work that way, uh, that way now. So let's talk, we've talked through some mistakes and you did also offer some great sort of solutions around, you know, what you can do as well. But how about for like, if people are kind of watching this and going, oh, that's actually a lot of different things to think about. I probably need help with all of these different <laughs> things. Uh, where, where do you kind of start? And is there like an SEO audit you can do? Is that something you do? How do people sort of take the next step? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in fact, any, any, uh, any of my projects starts with understanding your target audience and mm. doing things for users. It's, it's, it's just... Uh, yes, it's an it's, it's SEO, but ultimately it falls under the bracket of marketing. And you have the same concept, the same principles that apply for marketing applies for SEO. Yes, there are technical technical complexities, but ultimately it's about it's about your users. So even if uh, even if your website isn't optimized, that doesn't mean that you can't rank uh, unless and until you're you're doing things for your user. Unless and until you are uh, writing and you are making your website, keeping a user in mind. So the first thing, if 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 it if everything overwhelms, the first thing you need to do, I need to do things for user and I need to align this with my whole marketing, uh, marketing, uh, marketing strategy. And yes, uh, hiring an SEO consultant would, uh, would be beneficial. Uh, but again, uh, an SEO consultant, uh, if, if you haven't done the groundwork yourself. So for example, if you haven't done, if you don't know your target audience, if you don't know your business yourself, there's very, very less that me or another SEO consultant could do. If you if you if you if you don't know the basics of it, yes, we can help you find the target audience. But it's it's about doing the groundwork itself. So it's about keeping the user in mind, and uh, and doing the uh, doing doing the rest of the strategy and aligning the rest of the strategy accordingly. Yeah, got you. That's it's such a good point. I mean, this is like I think that one of the big challenges with marketing in general is that it's like yes, there's lots of third parties that can come in and help with different bits and pieces but a lot of the time it does start with we need a reliable brief right we actually need that kind of okay what are we what are we helping you with uh, <laughs> absolutely. Are you serving? <laughs> absolutely that's that's what i i think uh i uh, uh for, for almost all of i mean all of my clients i actually start the first hour or first two hours just by uh sending a business questionnaire to uh, to my my clients uh, saying that questions about your brand, questions about your company, questions about your business, questions about your marketing, questions about SEO, or like understand what they are, what their perception about their businesses. 
and then going to target audience. So these are the first two steps. Before even into going into SEO and technical details, I, I, I like to spend a few hours understanding this process. And uh, it's, it's, again, comes back to the, because SEO is a, is a, is, is a child of marketing. It's like mm-hmm. subset of marketing. So yes, you need to co- cover the marketing basics first and then uh, go into the, the technical complexities of the project. No, no, it's a really good point. Well, if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, how do they reach out and get in touch? Yeah, sure. So uh, my website is yathardigital.com. Uh, uh, but uh, people can also find me on uh, on LinkedIn. So it's, uh, it's uh, uh, my profile is by the name Yathard Thakur. Uh, I'm not sure if I can leave a link here. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but otherwise, uh, feel free to uh, email me at uh, yathaddigital.com. Uh, so, yeah, happy to have a chat if uh, if uh, someone to carry it forward from this. Awesome. Well, yeah, I will put the um, – I'll tag you in the post on LinkedIn yeah. and I'll put a comment in as well for anyone who wants to reach out. Yathar, yeah. thank you so much for your time. This was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All right, so that's it from me for today. Don't forget to jump on Twitter. Let me know what you thought at LaurenCress89 and just use the hashtag growyourbrand. Tell me what you thought. I'll be back on Friday. I'm going to be doing a live stream episode. I think I'm going to have to do it. I've got a podcast interview on another show at 10 a.m. on Friday. So I think I'm going to do 11 a.m., live episode on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Facebook, and then I'll turn that into a podcast later that day. So if you want to catch it live, I tune in at 11 a.m. or otherwise, you can, of course, listen to it on demand uh, here on the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week. Until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. What's the copay for my eye exam? How much is my lens allowance? What kind of frames can I get? And most importantly, who accepts my vision insurance? Vision insurance can be confusing. Luckily, Pearl Vision can help you make sense of it. They offer a wide selection of -of state-of-the-art lenses and brand name frames. Plus, they work with all major vision plans, including iMed. Visit pearlvision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today.